guys, it is Friday, August 9th when I'm recording this. I just had breakfast, which was a decaf mocha and vegetable muffin. <laughs> it doesn't sound super tasty, but every morning I wake up and if the weather's nice, I go out and I journal. This morning I was writing about how I haven't really been present lately. I haven't been thinking about things that are current and not so much that I've been reminiscing, but I've been imagining like different life trajectories for myself. And it made me think a lot about where my business started because it's not a conversation that I've really had on Patreon. It's not a conversation I've really had on my blog. It's not something that you can find anywhere except for this one interview that I did a couple of years ago. Otherwise, I don't think a lot of people know how I got started. So I thought that would be an interesting talk for us to talk about today. I know everybody sort of has a different way that they started doing photography. I know some of us started out part-time and then we moved to being full-time. And some of us just shoved everything we had at it in the beginning. And that was how we ended up making a business was just full on like this is what I'm doing now and just throwing everything at it. And that was me. And I believed it was unintentional. Talking to you guys in the last podcast was really interesting because it was totally not giving myself credit for anything. I was like, yeah, just, you know, things have sort of happened in my life and I just go along with it. Anyway, I've been thinking about like these different life trajectories. Like what if if I had never moved away from home after high school? What if I had just became a barista out of college and stayed in my college town? Or if I stayed living in Austin even though I was miserable? Or if I'd succumbed to my brokenness and just given up on running my own business after my divorce? And I, what if I just moved back home? Each train of thought I've had lately sort of went down the line to where I would be now, like at the age of 33. And all these hypotheticals were basically like, what if I was actually as stuck as I thought I was in those moments? Like that's that's sort of been my train of thought. But none of them make sense because I'm not a stuck person. When having conversations about where I'm at now, I am so quick to assume that I have very little influence over all the big awesome changes that have happened in my life. But uh, I think that's just part of imposter syndrome. Do you, do you know what isn't easy? What doesn't happen by chance? What doesn't gradually occur? Being in a family where nobody's even graduated from high school and figuring out how college works on your own, figuring out how student loans work, being willing to go into that much debt coming from nothing. I've had to have really difficult conversations with partners and break off relationships for me to, you know, further my education and move to places so that I could have a better life. I became the type of person that took really detailed notes and voluntarily took organic chemistry. I've left jobs that provided comfort because it wasn't exactly what I wanted in life and I wanted to see bigger cities and a different lifestyle for myself. I've put myself out there again and again and again in this industry and in my personal life. I have submitted to so many magazines and blogs more times than I would ever be able to account and I have this really organized Excel spreadsheet that I created for this very reason but it basically shows a glowing record of my rejections and you know of my acceptance but I've paid for ads. I play the referral game to make new friends. I've commented on blog after blog after blog of other photographers to show my support in the community. And the reason that I ended up getting speaking gigs wasn't just because there were two photographers that thought I was pretty cool. It's because for years I actively participated in a community where I shared my mistakes, my knowledge, and encouragement with like-minded photographers. And they felt like I had more to offer than just posting in a form. I cannot say fairly that the things that have happened to me in my life have just been by chance or by luck or just being there when opportunities arose because I've worked really, really hard and my therapist says, <laughs> my therapist says that I have to let myself 
have that, <laughs> give myself credit for accomplishments, which is not a thing that I do. It's not easy, but it's also really unfair for people that are listening to my story that are hearing me. Unintentionally, I, I feel like sometimes I make it look like I've just stumbled into spotlights in my business and thinking about all these potential life trajectories has been really interesting because it is a good reminder that I don't get stuck. I don't. I don't get stuck. Not really. I've always worked really hard to be able to get my way out. And I do believe that imposter syndrome is the reason that I can't own the positive changes that I've made in my life. So after all that, all I really wanted to talk to you guys about is probably something that I should have talked about in the beginning, and that is how I started my wedding business and how it grew and what that looked like for me. And I'm also going to link you to an interview that I did that goes into it a little bit more. I just think it's so interesting to think about like where we've come from and how we've gotten where we are, and it doesn't just happen by chance. Like You don't just start a business by accident. Like I went and I filled out forms. <laughs> like I was obviously making changes in my life to do things. So, so the reason that I got into photography doesn't matter at this point. Everybody gets into photography for one reason or another. I think my reason was probably just that I wanted to take pretty pictures of my friends and of myself, <laughs> and that's fine and good. But the reason that I started doing weddings was because I had a friend who let me second shoot with her. I wanted to move to a bigger city and I made that happen for myself after college and it meant giving up a job at a newspaper that I could have stuck with for years. I decided not to do that and I didn't immediately decide that I wanted to do weddings. I had an internship with a commercial photographer and I didn't love working with models and I didn't love working with art directors and really I think that I just didn't like those specific people and then it doesn't have anything to do with commercial photography. I think that I was just working with people that weren't that nice. I did a couple commercial shoots and then I started doing weddings. And the way that I started doing weddings wasn't because I had a friend that was getting married. I put an ad on Craigslist saying that I could do weddings four hours for $400. I didn't really have any pictures to show for it. I had pictures of my friends and a couple self-portraits and a couple art assignments from college. I do have an article of my very, very early pricing, but I basically was shooting weddings for like $400 or $800 when I first got started because I was so inexpensive and because I I had the best pictures on Craigslist at the time. Most of the weddings that I booked, I booked 25 weddings my first year at this introductory price where my most expensive package was $1,000. I booked 25 weddings because I didn't feel like I could raise my pricing until I had weddings to show and I'd only shot two weddings by myself at that point. So I made no money my first year. But what I ended up with was 25 weddings where I got to do whatever I wanted because I didn't know what I was doing. So in year two, I had an entire portfolio of work that didn't look a lot like other wedding work. So I had a reasonably strong portfolio going into year two. And that's when I learned about wedding blogs and submissions. And what I learned from art school was that it is really, really hard to get accepted into art galleries. You will basically be accepted to one in 30 galleries that you submit to. This was just a statistic that I remember being tossed out and I was like, oh, okay. I can do that. So I just assumed that that was going to be the rejection rate for wedding blogs. And so I started submitting different weddings like crazy. I ended up getting published a lot my second year doing business, which ended up getting more business. And it ended up shooting at the, some of the same venues over and over. And then I ended up connecting with a really cool group of people in Austin. And through this group, we were able to share referrals. I was able to second shoot for them. It was a very open community where we would show up to hang out with each other and somebody would just bring a sample album. And we would just talk about upsell album spreads and things like that. And then I was introduced to an online community 
on Flickr called Starting a Wedding Photography Business. It had a bunch of people that were, you know, just like me. They were just starting out. They were maybe a year or two in. Everybody was just posting like, this is what's working for me. I'm making slideshows and people have been sharing them a lot lately and here's the template that I use. Here's the software that I use. It was just people actively willing to share their business secrets and what's been working for them. And it was a really giving and kind community and we would air our frustrations and it also allowed some people to travel like hey I have this inquiry is anybody available for this date and having this community that I started my business with in Austin carried over whenever I came back to the east coast I had the same urge to share and give and I'm still a part of a small community of women that just shares referrals if somebody sends a referral my way I try my best to make sure that I'm sending them back at least three referrals (laughs) like I want to make sure that something sticks I understand the importance of putting yourself out there and getting rejection getting rejection Rejected is very important. Being okay with it is really important. But I just wanted to circle back to this and I hate to make it the <laughs> entire talk. Uh, I feel like so much of this has just been like me, 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 me. <laughs> but the reality is I haven't talked a lot about where I came from. I don't want to leave the idea floating out there that I haven't worked for what I've gotten because as much as I can say it to myself because a thing that I do to myself all the time is just beat myself up, not give myself credit. There are times in my life where I ebb and flow out of anxiety and depression and I've realized that my tendency whenever I come out of those feelings whenever I'm at my peaks where I feel good where I'm feeling content and happy and I'm not suffering from mental travesties that I take those opportunities to say you know what I'm going to work on now productivity. And instead of just letting myself stay in those good places, I often take them as opportunities to try to improve myself more instead of just letting myself be happy and be content. The goal is always to do more, to find more ways to cram more work into the time that I have. And that's not fair to myself. And I feel like this conversation really needed to be had. I so infrequently remember what it was like to start a business, unless I really think about it. I started this business 10 years ago. It's important for me to remember the mentality of how I got to certain places and not just what it's like to be in a place, what the thought process was like creating an idea and not just how the idea looks in the end, not only for myself, but also for you. You are supporting my work and hopefully I'm able to give something back to you as a result. You make it possible for me to continue to be a part of education without all the scary public speaking stuff. And it's so important for me to remember the process and not just the end results. So I just wanted to thank you guys for listening, for making this possible, for being a part of this conversation. We will talk more about business soon. Ah, I feel like this was a really personal podcast, you guys. <laughs> like Even though I know I'm talking about my business for the most part, I feel like oh, I'm feeling exposed but in a good way. I like talking to you and I hope you are having a really good day. I hope you guys have a good wedding weekend or whenever you listen to this and I will talk to you soon. Bye.